The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Excited. This is the September, is it September? Mm-hmm. September edition of On the Rag, and we are drinking tea and eating slices from New World. I didn't tell you they're from New World, but they're good, right? They're Very really good. good. <laughs> and we're here to talk about uh, the month of September for women in New Zealand and the world. Um, all my name the women. is All of the women, including the ones in this room. Yeah. My name is Alex Casey. I am joined by Michelle Court. Hello, sisters. Hello, sisters. <laughs> and Leonie Hayden. Hi, everyone else. <laughs> Brothers, if that is your real name. Um, yeah, we are really excited today. It's been a huge, it's always a huge month, isn't it? Every mm. every time we go to put these together, it's like the list just writes itself of yeah. things to cover. And anytime you're feeling a little bit worried that there isn't going to be something to talk about, not that you would, but you know what? Rugby. It just... Just comes along, just just pushes what, it right over the line. What would this podcast have to talk about if it weren't for New Zealand it's rugby? Almost a sports podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we should actually fuse with um bloody Scotty Stevenson's pod. Yeah. Talking of that, uh, if you want to get involved in our conversations, um, you can use the hashtag OTRPod and also get involved on Facebook. We have a Facebook page which is just on the rag. Give us a like. We like to share lots of content, you know, yeah. from around the world, anything we see. Yeah, we don't shy away from the difficult stuff. We don't shy away. We also like stuff. a laugh. We love a laugh. Love a laugh. Put something Me. from BuzzFeed on, you know, just whatever. Yeah. It's, just, it's just kind of a, a space. And feel free to bring your own stuff to the party mm, if you're listening yes. and there's something that you think is important that you'd like us to know about. Yeah, or just give us praise or tell us you don't like us. <laughs> praise is good. That's one of our favorite things. But, yeah. you know, don't don't be swayed by that. I would also like to say, if you are a man who wants to come on the page to talk about how bad feminists are, you can GTFO out of here mm. and into the ocean. You can just pop yourself in a bin. Because <laughs> you've got other spaces. Exactly. One or two. Mm. I've seen mm. I've seen places where men can do right. that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'll show you. I'll send you some links. Yeah, but, you know... Ah, oh. <laughs> On the other hand, if you're a man who is an ally to women and feminist, then by all means, come and hang out with us. Mm. Get involved. Mm. We, we welcome we welcome all nice people. That's yeah. really what it's about, yeah. right? The same pretty much goes for my living room. You know, that's the rule I have at, <laughs> yeah. the, at the door. That's what the sign outside says, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I wonder, should we start with 
a little thing that I saw just today, because it's the most newsy thing. The Gigi Hadid attacker. Gigi. Has struck again. It's in, crazy that in, it's the same person. I know. Who is this guy? And he's not a prankster. So if you don't know what we're talking about, this is, it's fashion week at the moment. And, Milan. Um, in, yeah. in Milan. And this man kind of w- walked up behind the model Gigi Hadid and grabbed her from behind and lifted her up. And she kind of, you know, thrashed her and she gave him a good punch. She went into like self-defense mode and exactly. elbowed the shit out of him. It was really amazing to watch, wasn't it? Because you, you can feel all the things that you would feel of somebody. She was, she just finished walking the runway. She was walking with her sister. Somebody that she couldn't see, didn't know, grabbed her from behind, lifted her up in the air. And she smacked him with her elbow and got out. Uh, and then um, shouted at him as he left down the street. Mm. He ran away. He's a 27-year-old Ukrainian and a serial um, attacker, assaulter of celebrities. His his motivation, he said it was a protest, uh, is that Gigi isn't uh, high, high-end fashion and she shouldn't be... Uh, modelling oh. at Fashion Week in Milan. Wow. And, and she is... Um, as far as worthy causes mm. go, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> the sick bold. children can yeah, wait. Yeah. The environment, climate change will be fine. But one of the things that we should really be protesting is... The quality the, of the... The quality yeah. of the models on the runway in Milan. Because he'd know. Um, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because no one... No, nothing's his style like a serial prankster. <laughs> yeah. It's like like a, a grabby, chic. handsy man in a fedora. I'm pretty sure he was wearing a fedora in the photo that yeah. I saw. Um, and just today. So he was caught trying to kiss Kim Kardashian's butt as she walked past. He also, um, at, uh, was it at Cannes, he lay on the ground and put his head underneath the oh, skirt the of guy. America Ferrara's. Yeah. And, and buried his face in the crotch of both Leonardo DiCaprio and Bradley Cooper. So he is... Not gender specific in his mm. assault. Yeah. He should be in jail. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's, that's basically what this boils down this to. This is yeah. gross. This is really making me feel really icky. It's it's really bad. And he kissed her on her butt. We tried. He tried. He oh, tried. He, tried. he did not succeed. I feel like she would have the kind of security where he would walk away with no face exactly. after attempting <laughs> something like, like that. Like snipers. Like, Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope, like, I'd hope she would anyway, because it's just ridiculous. I don't know what it is. There's, like, is he a YouTuber? Because there's this whole yes. culture of, yeah, YouTube pranksters, always men who have this, I think, I can't remember, there's a guy, I think his name's, like, Sam Pepper or something, who was one of these kind of tricky, crazy, like, puts his, you know, puts these crazy situations onto strangers and all that. And most of it was just grabbing women. And you're like, that is such a thin facade for yeah. harassment and yeah. literally assault. Totally. Um, but it seems like hopefully they'll be getting pulled up more and more. But what was interesting about the initial media responses was that, like, the headline, the first headline about this assault on Gigi was that her response was not model behaviour. Yeah, that was crazy. Because mm. it kind of made out that she had attacked a fan rather than the other way around, mm-hmm. which is an insane. And as Gigi herself pointed out, it was written by a woman, which is also an incredibly like shocking first reaction for a woman to have about another woman being grabbed against her will by a man. Mm. And that's all it is. It's a yeah. very strange matter. instinct. Yeah. 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 Um, do we have kind of techniques personally for dealing with these sort of things if they happen because it's kind of people have been talking about it a bit is what do you do yeah I feel like elbows is a really good starting place because you 
especially if you've been grabbed from behind because it's about the only part of your body that can actually reach behind you with any force. Yeah. Her instincts were really spot on in that Mm -hmm. case, I reckon. I mean, I personally am a keys between the fingers kind of a person and I have been since like I was a kid. Like my mum made me walk with my keys between my knuckles from quite a young age if I was walking on my own any time just before it got dark. So apparently that's a terrible thing to do. You between the fingers in the hand is good. Use it as a as a. I'm making a stabby motion with my (laughs) because if you put the keys between your fingers and punch somebody, you can do a lot of damage to your own hand. Oh, I'm okay with it. Oh, okay, okay. Whatever it takes. Take out the eyeball of a would be rapist. I'm okay with having a bit of a boo boo on my hand. But you might be better off holding the key as though it's a knife with the with the pointy bit of the key. But also, I like how they stab stab stab. Or you can just hold a knife. They make me feel like Wolverine. Like, well, yeah, they feel <laughs> You're just walking around like 11 a.m. around Queen Street. You don't care. Yeah. Anytime. Wolverine's here. Yeah. Don't wait for her to get that. <laughs> um, I have a friend named Sophie who I know listens to the podcast. So hello. I hope you're having a good time in Spain. Um, she <laughs> did a self-defense course and kind of relayed the details of it. And um, she said you go for the eyes always because yeah, the, the, the head will want to protect the head. So a, a man or an attacker will drop you to try and save his brain, eyes, whatever. Wow. So fingers in the eyes, nose and ears apparently, like anything, any kind of extremities. Mm. If you bite an ear, if you kind of do yeah. that sort of stuff, that can be quite threatening. Um, and she actually had to put her self-defense into action recently um, <gasps> when a man kind of grabbed her in a, I think it was in a bar or a club, and she just socked him in the nose. <laughs> and I think Good she might girl. have broken his nose. Yeah. But it was like, you know, I think – when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, maybe I'd, it would be really cool to do a self-defense yeah. course to yeah. have that kind to of... To have it as an instinct rather than something you yes. were thinking yeah. about for the first time. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, the, one of the other things that Gigi said um, in the short piece that she wrote about the incident for Lenny Leader is that um, her muscle memory kicked in mm-hmm. from doing sports and from doing... Um, boxing. Boxing, yeah. And so that's why she sort of lashed out immediately without really thinking about it. And it's like trusting your instincts was something that her mum had always told her to do. Yeah. But you do have to have a bit of practice at doing something before it can become an instinct. So I think think self-defense is a great idea. Mm. I did karate for from like the age of six to 14. And I feel like that was a really great way to set up like a, a... a girl, a small, I was quite, I was on the small side to just feel that much more confident that like if I was going to get in trouble that I could definitely at least stand up for myself a bit before things got too grim. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I still think now that I probably wouldn't like curl up in a ball. I would probably still, you know, try and punch the shit out of someone. Go Wolverine on it. I'm yeah. going to get a Wolverine on yeah. that I ass. like it. You can always remember the, mis- what's the miscongeniality thing where she's like solar plexus. Oh, it's sing. The acronym sing. That's all I remember. So if mm. I go to, I just go. I'll sing. Oh my sing. god, what is it? Oh god, where's my phone? Am I meant to sing? Yeah. See, when I think about self defence, all I remember is the episode of Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero, where Donna and Brenda and Kelly go to self defence and they teach them to yell no with each sort of elbow thrust and punch, and they just look really pathetic and ineffectual. So they're just sort of flopping around, going no, no, no. 
And that's wow. what I think about sometimes when I think about self-defense. And that's yeah. not a great mental image. It's not tough enough. It needs to be replaced. Yeah. I've been thinking about the verbal stuff because we had we got a message from somebody who listens to the podcast who uh, listens to it while she's out running, walking, uh, and she said that the irony was she was listening to us talk while some dude was shouting, show us your tits. Oh, God. And so if you are listening to this podcast right now and while out in the world – you crazy woman and somebody yeah. shouting show us your tits I, i've been trying to work out some good ways of dealing with that kind of verbal stuff so there's a fantastic website called stopstreetharassment.org that has all kinds of good advice for because my response to all the verbal shit is to say something smart assier than you know you're dealing like it's a heckler in a club so yeah. mm. you're very well versed in yeah the world. yeah it usually comes out as <laughs> fuck you and fuck off and yeah. get fucked which is possibly not genius but um they say that the best thing to do on this website is to um make it clear that what you don't like and also make it clear that you have seen him so it'd be like they suggest shouting stop harassing women because it's not personal <laughs> oh, and it makes him feel like you're not alone yeah yeah makes, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, i know it sounds weird stop harassing harassing women you you blackguard <laughs> you you yeah. stop it you <laughs> over there cease and desist hey um so say something like stop harassing women show some respect because that's so you've said what oh, he was doing, yeah. what you want him to do, which is to show some respect. Repeat an instruction, leave me alone. No swearing, don't get angry because that will make him go all macho and and then identify them. So it would be, hey, you in the yellow T-shirt, stop harassing women. Show some respect, damn it. And then... And then make so it long. Make it, I know that's where you should practice it. Unravel scroll. Gary <laughs> and you should also um, uh, look so that you don't look alone and uh, like you're the only person there. Make an ostentatious show of make, either making a phone call or oh, writing yeah. down his registration. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So uh, let's all try that. I was thinking, I like, like take a photo as well. Oh, take a photo. That might make them this is good. Furious. I do do the phone thing. But my approach is always to like try and make them feel like embarrassed for being such a dick that they're like yelling at like a random woman. So my answer is always to just stare at them and go, shame. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk away. Oh my God. I have no idea how effective it is, <laughs> but it feels really good. It's amazing. I'm amazed you even think of something. I just get. It's my only, literally my only response. Shame. So it's totally ingrained in me now. Shame. Once someone yelled at me on Queen Street and I panicked. I was like, I blacked out. I was like, oh my God, I have to say something. What is it? And I just went, yeah, well, cool hat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just out of nowhere. He was just wearing a cap. I was just like, got you on that. <laughs> I, I shouted at I, a car. I think it's a zinger. <laughs> at a car in, in Timaru. I was walking home from a gig. This is a couple of months ago. And it was like, and I was just in the, the kind of, Mother mood, and I shouted at him, Don't be ridiculous! <laughs> <laughs> so and good. then drove away. So, yeah, imagine you whacking someone with your purse like yes, a very yeah. tiny yes, purse. Or my umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't it's be amazing. ridiculous. It's amazing. Um, oh, good. I feel, I feel like I've learned something. Yeah. yeah hey, you in the yellow t shirt. Yes. Stop harassing Stop me. Stop harassing women. 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 That's right. Behave okay. yourself. Show some respect. Wait. Oh, show some respect. <laughs> but behave Got yourself. Order wrong. Behave yourself. Go to your room. I do declare. And cool hat, bro. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> fingers. I don't think fingers. Birds. 
yeah. birds high in the air as you walk away. Grapevine away, yeah. slowly. <laughs> it's great. Anyway, everyone listening, we've covered all the flawless. bases of how this to deal with street harassment. I reckon it'll be over now. Exactly. Yeah, it will never it. happen again. Yeah. You just hear a chorus of women <laughs> screaming. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I just thought of another, um, another thing that Sophie told me about that she learned on her self-defense course. She told a story, and this is actually kind of grim, about a woman who I think was being, like, chased by somebody or was, you know, was kind of alone at night, you know, felt there was someone after her. And she started knocking on the doors of houses and people wouldn't let her in because, you know, everyone's mm. scared of people knocking on the door now. Yeah. And no one was going to let her in. And she was like, this man is, like, going to attack me. So she picked up a brick and threw it through the window because then they call the police. Yeah. You know? And it's, like, so grim that that's where the world yeah. is at. Yeah. But also maybe not a bad hack. Yeah. It's just, like, you yeah. need to get... Get the police there. there. Get somebody to pay attention. Yeah, it's it's a grim tip, but a cool tip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Should we have some more cool tips? Do we have anything that we've learnt this month that can make life a little bit easier? Uh, I've got my Uber tip, which I know Uber gets such a bad rap. I don't know. Well, I do know why. Of course, I know why. But I really (laughs) like taking them because I feel really safe because I know that in my phone is all the information about which car I got into, when I get got into it, and where I was and where I was going. But they also have another little thing in the within the app that's very simple, where you can share this ride with a contact, so you can either have a contact set up or send it to somebody in particular, so that you're not the only person who knows that you're in that car at that moment and they once you've shared the ride the person that you've sent that to can track it's a great feature as well mm. I think it's terrific because you know you get into a random cab that you've hailed in the street nobody knows oh I cab can't you got I can't into. do a random cab anymore yeah and that the drivers that do still drive non uber cabs have now if you look like you're waiting for an uber and even if you say no sorry I'm waiting for an uber they sit in front of you in their car and go I can take you there for cheaper and like yeah. eyeball you. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it's like, I've already ordered. Why would I like cancel my Uber and get into like your twice as expensive cab? And can you please but prove to that, me that you're not a yeah, serial and killer? Stop yelling as well. They're not, um, they're not, I, that sound an organization as far as what they're paying their drivers. And it, it feels like they're sort of forming this monopoly and then exploiting exploiting it, which is the aspect of Uber that I have a problem with. Yeah, but sure. all of those safety features are so great. And they, I guess they, they know that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, I hope that that means that when other cab companies are trying to compete, maybe they will develop those those yes. things in their apps as well, those mm. services. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mind paying a little bit more so that drivers can be paid a little bit more because yeah. Ubers are crazy cheap. Yeah, they yeah, are, ridiculous. aren't they? That's, there's it's like some robbery. late 90s prices going yeah. on there. Yeah. And <laughs> like, it's cool and all, but I, I don't want to be taking advantage of people's livelihoods. Yeah. I used to, when I'd be like a little bit drunk, pre-Uber, getting cabs, I used to take a photo of the little license thing, but I wouldn't oh, send it anywhere. Yeah. But I was like, if they find my body, they'll see on my phone who did it. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was literally my, like, my approach. <laughs> wouldn't send it anywhere, just like, yeah. there, I've got you. Solve someone someone <laughs> will pay for this. Solve the case <laughs> that is Beyond about the grave. Happen. Exactly. Um, I have a cool tip about baking soda. Oh, <laughs> Apparently, you can use baking soda for everything. Yeah, yes. that's great. Uh, the makeup artist at Māori TV last night told me that if you, like, once every two weeks put a teaspoon or maybe a tablespoon, something, some kind of spoon of baking soda, <laughs> it probably doesn't matter, and massage it into your hair with some water and leave it in for a little while and then wash it out, apparently it, like, 
completely cleanses the hair of all oh. buildup of any product or just life yeah. and stuff that shampoo and conditioner doesn't get. And it's Amazing. just friendly yeah. old baking soda. Right. You can I, also put it yeah. in your shoes. I buy baking smelling. soda in like commercial amounts really? because I use it for everything. Well, here's my tip then. I didn't actually have one, but based on, <laughs> on that one, don't ever buy nappy sand ever again. Just okay. use baking soda. Yep. Wow. All yeah. it is is baking soda and like some detergent. And yeah. some smelly stuff. Like Fragrant put it with your white stuff. stuff, it goes white. And in sheets, it's it's a sheet softener, fabric softener mm. as well. It's really good in white sheets. I'm just, and good. probably in color You can brush sheets. your teeth with it too. Um, use it as a teeth liner. Let's it's make a, a list of what product. you can't do. It's not a contraceptive. It's I'm just no. saying that. I've heard that. But apart from um, that. It can't fill the gaping hole of your loneliness. <laughs> Well, but it could make like a cake that could. It could. Yeah. It could. Good in fruit cakes. <laughs> and isn't it baking soda that you use to take the tea stains out of mugs as well? Yes. Yeah. See? Don't look inside these mugs, by the no, way. No, that's all right. I'm putting baking soda in your <laughs> Great tips. These are good. Is that all of our tips? Uh, yeah. That's... I like the hair thing. That's great. Yeah. Never think about that. God, having hair is hard. Anyway, that's oh, a whole other podcast. Nightmare. Yeah. Wish I was bald sometimes. Mm. Um... Should we talk about, well, we've mentioned rugby already, so should we just dive in? Ugh, should we get into, where do, where do we want to go? Should we start with the Chiefs stuff, because that was at the very start of the month. Is it only a month? Is it, did that happen this month? Well, this oh, month was the release, well, not the release of the it. report, but the talking oh, yeah. about the yeah, supposed right. report. Yeah, it seems like it's been with us forever. I know, I know, it's crazy, isn't it? So basically, New Zealand Rugby did an internal investigation and found that everything was fine, fine. and nothing happened, but the boys are all very embarrassed about this black mark I'm on really, their careers. I'm really sorry for the But thing. nothing happened for the thing that we didn't happen. We're very sorry, and we've learned lots, even though nothing happened. But mm. lots of learnings were taken from the situation so there was a lot that of didn't learnings. happen. There was a lot of learnings. I really hope that one of the learnings is that, oh God, I hate that word, is that <laughs> if um, Louise Nicholas ever rings you up and says, I understand you're having some trouble within your organisation in terms of the way men treat women. I would like to help you. Mm. I think the lesson should be that your answer is fucking yeah. Yeah, totally. About now. When can you get here, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They was- said no. They said no thank you initially. They got back to her a month later and said, oh, actually, Louise, could you come in and talk to the boys? Well, just things are still bad, good for Louise. a reputation if we were seen to be talking to you. Mm. But By the way, I still think of her as the 2015 New Zealander of the year, even though she didn't win because Richie McCall didn't deserve to over her. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, made no. my mind up about that. That's and then it. It's like her title in my head. We should all go and put that on her Wikipedia page. Yeah, I think oh. so. Yeah. I'm prepared. I'm prepared to do that. Yeah. Yeah, just keep relentlessly editing it. Yeah, like, <laughs> and and for really, honestly, from from here on in, when any of this shit happens, then saying as Steve Chu said that in retrospect, they probably should have done the inquiry independently rather than inquire upon themselves. You can't say that ever again, ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever again. If if there's an a, an allegation of sexual assault, you mm. can't pretend that you thought it was going to be okay just to have a chat amongst the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It isn't, and it hasn't been many, many times, and it's never going to be okay. So stop it. Mm. There was an amazing just absence of women as well in the entire process, as you say, um, Louise Nichols. Sorry, Nicholas. 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 I was yeah. thinking Nicholson. I'm thinking of this psychic. 
Louise Nicholas was locked <laughs> out of the process, as was the woman involved until the final step of the interview. Yeah. Oh, we couldn't get a hold of the her. The last so, person um, interviewed. We couldn't get hold of her, so we just talked to everyone else, and they reckoned it was fine. So, which is kind of amazing because if you're investigating allegations, you might want to talk to the person who's making the allegations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they reckoned that they'd heard everything that she needed to say via other media. And then, like, Radio NZ was like, well, there was a lot of our interview that we didn't leave in. So you didn't hear everything she Mm -hmm. had to say, and you would kind of know that if you had talked to her first. Yeah, Yeah, it was what kind of half-ass investigation is that? Half-ass is exactly the description of that whole organisation. It's mental. But then just sit and watch the press conference and see this lineup of four men just sitting there kind of going, like, you know, (laughs) half asleep, like, heads kind of lolling off their bodies. And you're like, there's just such an absence of... The woman, they don't, they didn't really mention her. There was no apology. It was just like mm. everything's backwards, and that's it why it's so hard. Egregious lack of awareness going exactly, on. Exactly that these these big issues when they do come up and do need tackling often have to be done by fucking rugby. Rugby not like, good at they're tackling. Not, they're not equipped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, we said it. Yeah, You're bad at tackling. Yeah, the issues. <laughs> Yeah, a bit of tackle. No, 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 not trustworthy under the highball. That's all I've got. I've got nothing else. I don't understand anything else. Can I also just check in there, Louise Upston, Minister for oh. Fuck to Fine, I what, um, <laughs> saying that she, as a Minister for Women, uh, couldn't comment on this because it was a private organisation. Well, then, Louise, um, you can't talk about the pay equity gap because no. that's about Mm-mm. private companies and what they pay women, and you can't talk about the representation of women on private company boards or you can't fucking talk about anything. So what are you for? Has she ever commented on anything important when these things come up or does she always avoid it? I feel like this has happened before. Yeah, I feel like it's happened before. It's always old Dame Susan DeVoy pipes up. She does. And she has lots to say. She puts her two cents in. In all the arenas where... Buddy, our minister for women should should be yeah should mm. be yeah it's crazy. It is. It's not. I it's not on. a peep from here. Don't, I, I won't put up with it any longer. Well, hey, maybe if David Seymour gets his way, ah, uh, we won't need her. We won't need her because everything is fine. No groups need any kind of special He's representation. Great. Why don't we just have a minister for men as well? Then I mean, yeah. that would be fair. He's like, I'm, I'm a man. Why don't I get one? Yeah, <laughs> I want my turn. He's just like, he's just such a big boy. I'm special too. He is a toddler in a suit. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. (laughs) A couple of his quotes were delightful, like um, that he thinks it's wrong to have ministers who exist purely for a particular type of person. Um, They should be working for all New Zealanders. So what he's saying is that ministers and ministries shouldn't specialise. So, I mean, it's the same argument as saying, I don't think there should be doctors who just cure and treat cancer. Because what about diabetes, Mm. you fuckers? What about arthritis? Mm. Where's our turn? Plastic surgeons. Mm. Do it all. And then a list of things where men are so, um, oh, poor boys, not doing very well, um, suicide, impris- imprisonment, mental health, uh, educational attainment. And the only th- he said the only thing, they said, well, when you say the ACT Party, it is just him, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So he said, yeah, um, one. the only problem that women have is um, is in terms of income. So he didn't mention violence, family violence, sexual assault, personal safety, yeah. soul parenting, mm. reproductive rights, or representation and leadership. Exactly. But if you if you don't look at those things, then women are, we're doing great. It's all, it's all fine. And also, like he doesn't acknowledge that having a minister for women and having women represented and helped helps men as well you know it's not we're not in a vacuum here yeah. <laughs> I don't get it that they don't get it that when we say you know we what well, we would like to have more women in leadership and they're going no no because you're shit by the You'll way we have babies dying early and killing ourselves and suffering mental illness because we've got too much on and we're over here going we want to we'll, do, we'll do it yeah yeah, yeah. We, we'd love to do it yeah, yeah. No, you're too screechy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand that, the sound of your voice. That, by the way, is nearly a direct quote of John Drennan's feedback for Hilary Barry on the premiere of Breakfast. I know. <laughs> Wow. Did anyone else notice her voice was a little more screechy than it was on Paul Henry? <laughs> as screechy! Though, as though going to a different <laughs> channel had suddenly turned her into a shrill bitch. <laughs> oh, just amazing. And Hillary. That, yeah. It's just good media yeah. commentary. I don't know what you're talking about. Shall we, mm, shall we stick mm. we'll use John as a, as a segue into Chloe Swarbrick? Oh, okay. Because he also said, because he's <laughs> batting nil for nil at the moment. Um, <laughs> Less. Um, he's, he described her as bossy, which is just, oh, fuck. It's just that classic, a woman who is outspoken, sounds calm, cool, collective, authoritative, has some ideas, is very um, firm about expressing them, is bossy. And if she was a boy, she would have tremendous leadership qualities. Absolutely. Mm. I, don't, I just really fail to see how a grown person can describe any other grown person is bossy. It's a yeah. weird descriptor. Yeah. Unless you're like a man, man baby. Unless you're a <laughs> massive, to me. whinging man baby. Like, <laughs> bossy is a word you use when you are also a child, yeah. describing <laughs> other children who are being bossy to you. My reservations about her were only based on age, but I, after seeing her speak at the South Auckland mural uh, debate event this week, I'm I'm a convert. Yeah. I think she's incredible. I mean, my sort of worries about her, which were all based on sort of interviews that I had read, were sort of due to the fact that by virtue of her age, she hadn't actually stuck at something for very long. Like she had all of these businesses and she worked all these different places and it's clearly very successful, but like she's so young that she hasn't had a job that has lasted five years like you would mm. expect well, someone to Well, no, because she would have to, to have started when she was 12. Exactly. No kidding, but yeah. <laughs> but saying that, I really, really hope that she sticks around and helps people out and like, I, I mean, I, I'm still not entirely sure if she's ready for the mayoralty, but I think she's fucking awesome. Yeah. I think she's such a great role model. Mm, yeah, and it's like the representation to, thing. Yeah, you know, it's like, she absolutely needs to stay in the public eye and just do really great stuff for communities and for Auckland communities and like just continue to be seen doing what she's doing and then run again in the next election. Because mm. there is this thing that sometimes people can do extraordinary things because they don't know how impossible they are. And I think yes. she might be at that point totally. in her life. I read through her uh, website, her, her policy statements, and I made myself read it through again, imagining that she was 42. Yeah. And I there would be no question in my mind that I would vote for her yeah. if she was 42. And then, so then 
I'm asking myself, how do I feel about her lack of experience? And then I'm going, well, maybe her lack of experience is actually an advantage, not a disadvantage in this scenario. I don't know. It's really hard. It is. Because she is terrific. I went to a, a mayoral debate thing with her, um, and I, she was impressive, mm. and her breadth of knowledge was, you know, she, there wasn't any point, as opposed to some of the other candidates, where she went, Oh, I don't know. I've never thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> she's thought about it and she's read about yeah. it and she knows some stuff. And occasionally, when she got some, there was some spectacular moment where she got something wrong, and it was pointed out to her by somebody, uh, and she went, "Oh, I see. I didn't understand that. I do now. Thank you very much." Mm. Like, fuck. Yeah. There wasn't that. Me, me, me. What I actually meant was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she. I like that she she does acknowledge um, that what she lacks in experience. Um, she makes up. She tries to make up for by in consultation with with people who she respects, mm. who have the, yes. the experience that she lacks, and I think that's a fabulous trait. Also, she doesn't act like uh, like a crusty old politician on the campaign trail, which is what however it else seemed like. <laughs> yeah, I just saw sort of flappy lips in a suit from everyone else. Where <laughs> yeah. it's like. Yeah. With her, I was just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense when you put it like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. And I, mean, I agree with that. And engaging young voters is so, so important. Mm. Yeah. My daughter mm. and I have done a deal that I'm voting for one candidate and she's voting for another and and one of us is voting for Chloe. So there you go. <gasps> Amazing. Um, I would just like to point out for our non-Auckland listeners, we are talking about the 22-year-old oh, yeah. um, <laughs> mayoral candidate, Chloe Swarbrick, the youngest candidate running. And also, while we're here, if you are in Auckland or anywhere else and interested in listening to our War for Auckland podcast, you can definitely do that. It is a Warcast and it is good and informative. And I've learned a lot. It's just such a badass name for a podcast. It's yeah. good, eh? It's good, eh? And I think Chloe's coming on it soon. So nice. Look out for that. And seriously, if she was a man, she'd be a prodigy or a phenomenon yeah, or a Wunderkind exactly. or one of those things. But yeah, she's great. I think you're right. I think give her time. Yep. She's, absolutely. She's, she's going to be around. Before we talk about some more politicians who might not be as exciting as Chloe and more like end of days, <laughs> oh my God, we all need to move to Mars, should we have another segment? Um, we've done cool tips. Ah, oh, should we do product of the month? Because we have a, well, a special shout out to um, the good people at Mallow Cosmetics who sent us some lipsticks, which is just like, I think the peak of... My life, We're definitely. Like, I don't peaked. think it gets any better than this free just, lipstick. This is just what it is now. Um, and we all got our own little colours, like a little superhero clan. I'm very happy to say, and I say this not because these people have been nice to us, but I struggle with lipstick because I've got like, you know those like lips that have like lots of little lines around them and so like lipstick bleeds out really easily. And I had never tried li liquid lipstick before. Mm -hmm. But it turns out that liquid lipstick is the key, is the answer to that problem because mm. it just sort of goes on in sort of like a thick uh, line. So it, like this, it doesn't like bleed into the little cracks. But also good liquid lipstick, which Mallow makes, doesn't, it's not very thick. So it looks sort of goes on thickly. So you get that nice smooth line, but it feels like you're not wearing anything at all. That's what I wanted because this is, I'm, and again, not just doing this because they sent me a free one. I don't usually like the lip glossy stuff because mm. it makes my lips stick together and I slur. <laughs> and I will blame that before I know. Yeah. It's not the Prosecco, it's the lip gloss. <laughs> but your lips get stuck together. And it, yeah, this is, um, it dries to a sort of nice powdery thing. It's mm. really, really, and, and it doesn't come off. No, it's it doesn't like, come off. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, 
I'm a fan. I am a fan. And we discovered my flat and I, um, we're a bit of a United Colours of Benetton kind of a flat. We sort of range in skin tone from quite black to brown to very pale. We discovered that the nude liquid lip colour Shanghai by Mellow suits all of us amazingly. Amazing. It's like the sister of the travelling pants. Yeah, incredible. In liquid lipstick form. And Mm. cruelty free, vegan, all the things you want. Because this is something that I'm struggling with at the moment is the realisation that Pretty much all of the my kind of ride or die makeup yeah. products are all intensely evil yeah. in their origins and have all been like put on a little bunny. Yeah, and then there's also the sort of secondary layer of that, um, which is quite insidious because there are a lot of companies that don't test on animals, um, but to be stocked and distributed in China, you have to um, have some kind of animal testing. So while there are companies that say that they um, are animal cruelty free, um, when they do go into the Chinese market, China then tests their products on animals, which presumably they know Mm. about and are okay with in order to be in that giant market. Yeah. So that's like an extra level that you have to look into sometimes with these Mm. these companies, which is really frustrating. If anyone knows, I can recommend some good uh, cruelty-free makeup products. Cruelty-free everywhere. Yeah, hashtag OTRpod. Because I'm always scared that the alternative is just going to be like a lump of beeswax yeah. Yeah. with like a leaf with, on it. Which yeah. I like, can't do because I'm allergic to bee venom so anything bee related I'm allergic to. Oh no. I know, no. I know. I'm honey? just saying. I'm just saying. I don't eat honey because it, yeah, no, that's a whole <laughs> other. another but, podcast. But, but that is often the healthy alternative to things is filled with bee shit yeah. and I yeah. just can't do it. So, ha. <laughs> That's a shame. It is. It's a terrible life. I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> I can get through it. I'm just pouring myself yeah. another cup of another tea. Have another cup of tea, Michelle. Do not sweeten it with honey. It's not easy being me. Uh, Trump. Trump. <laughs> I demand, I'm sure the powers that be are listening, I demand a drug test. I yeah. know. Those sniffles. Debate. Yeah. That was some old school Wall Street sniffy <laughs> mm-hmm. cocaine business. Bolivian marching powder. Coming from that man right throughout the entire debate. Yeah. I feel, I don't know. I've heard that sometimes, where you just not 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 the but it was not so the drug dry. problem. But like, it was dry. And it was like a dry sniff. Consistent, which made me think it just had like a little niggly. Be a tick. Or he could have been communicating. Could have been Morse code. Someone looked <gasps> into that actually. Oh my god! What oh, does he say? Someone so communicating somewhere in the world has definitely already written a post about that. Yeah, and it would also explain he uh, loses interest. Like he was pretty on fire and energetic for the first 30 minutes of that debate and then he just drifted bored. off he yeah. did, apparently he has the you know the attention span of a gnat um but he's such but, a successful businessman oh, that can't possibly know. be true he's so good looking and successful yeah. he's sexy amazing hair. Wow. he's right up there on that sexy yeah i want yeah. to make you happy does that make you happy secretary yeah clinton secretary. i want to make you happy oh my god my vagina just clenched because <laughs> you know that's a line that he says to the ladies that's yeah. one of his things and I also that's every annoying horrible man right was yeah. watching that was just like i feel like yeah. you could just feel every woman going oh my yeah. Yeah. Uterus just <laughs> packed a fucking suitcase and left. 
Straight out of there. <laughs> yeah. So what are the stats on how many times he interrupted Hillary? It was something ridiculous. Oh, well, he spoke for 62% of the debate and she spoke for 38%. And you know he that. interrupted her three times more often than she than he was interrupted. And I think some of those interruptions were from the moderator. Yeah. So that's just great. It's just amazing that even when you get to one of the most powerful positions in the world that you still have to put up with that. There's yeah. something kind of weirdly comforting. You in it. lady <laughs> will be running for president yeah. Yeah. and there'll be someone interrupting the fuck out of you. Yeah. yeah. Someone will explain politics and the presidency to the former secretary of state in front of a hundred million people. Um, and that's, and then people will cheer for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah I'm voting for him. That guy. Because he's got, he's got such a good temperament. <laughs> he screamed over the woman. It's just like, it honestly defies belief. Like, he's just a walking, talking monster. There was like, some. the thing I do love about this is the kind of the commentary that's coming out of it, I find incredibly comforting because everyone's just going, oh my God, this is the problem with everything. It's yeah. all happening right now in front of us. But the people are like, that people, kind of political commentators leading up to the debate had said this is Hillary's chance to kind of humanise herself and be more relatable. And they're like, the fact that Hillary still has to do that means people yeah. are okay with this walking, talking, and orange all demon from hell. And like shit himself on stage and, people and will somehow give him a round they're applause. evenly matched. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just, honestly, I was speechless during the debate. I just didn't... It was but it's also a symptom. The fact that people are so angry with how American politics works and where it's gotten to, that he is a symptom of their anger. He's not even necessarily like no one at, at this point that is voting for Donald Trump or supports him. They're not doing it because he's a good politician. Like they were well beyond that point. Mm. He's the like their anger manifests. And it's like he's as impotent as that anger is. Yeah. Like yeah. all he is is the personification of, of, impotent rage he's representing their anger it's like america is showing it's it's angry hateful little belly yeah. and he's yeah. scratching it and they're going oh that feels good yeah exactly yeah. and he's like the real enemy is rosie o'donnell <laughs> <laughs> which is just the weirdest person to like have yeah. national beef I've with in like the presidential debate over from the 80s kind of beef <laughs> with like another celebrity that i'm just going to bring up now yeah, just because as long as I keep talking, that's all that matters, literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and there's this, these incredible, you know, people have really gone to town putting together these kind of concise histories of Donald Trump's problems with women and Hillary's, you know, they're obviously got that campaign with all of his horrible sound bites, which he said was a nasty ad, and the ad was literally it's just, just made out of his own voice. <laughs> yeah, He's like, who is that horrible man? <laughs> Sniff. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, it's just it's amazing. Yeah. It, it was is. satisfying when he was asked um when he said uh, he said once that um Hillary Clinton didn't have the look of a president and it was very satisfying that he was asked straight up what he meant that by that by that comment. And of course, you know, he moved away from that entirely and started talking about her temperament. His, and her stamina. Yeah. He defeated yeah, his stamina. stamina. He's got great stamina. Yeah. yeah, I've got great stamina. It is extraordinary. I read another article today which I should put up on on our website. Um the real what was in the Huffington Post. Um the real reason nobody wants to 
vote for Hillary. And it's it's her gender. You know, all the things that she's accused of, having the deleting the emails, sending things through the private email server, all of those things other politicians, other presidents have done. Mm. Uh, and and then there, you know, on the other side of that, it's balanced with all the incredibly good things that she's done and all the experience. But every time she has done anything that looks vaguely like it might be wrong, it's a thousand times bigger than yeah. it is if a man yeah. had done it. Especially when her opponent is literally yep. boasting about not paying taxes. Any taxes. And everyone's like, thank you, Mr. Trump, yeah. going down. What a good that dude. Makes me smart. Thank you for not funding our schools and our healthcare yeah. and our roads. And yeah, yeah. thanks, mate. Yeah. But apparently he didn't say that that makes him smart, even though 100 million people saw him say that makes me smart. Oh, did we imagine Including that? myself. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't say it. So stop spreading lies, guys. Same like those tweets that were deleted and yeah. then put back up again. Lies. People said. It's all lies. Yeah. It's just incredible. I think I read something today that said like Trump is like the walking embodiment of like a tote bag that says um, like conduct your life with the confidence of just a mediocre white man <laughs> and see what happens. Like, <laughs> just like give it oh a shot. Oh my God, that's so true. You can just yeah. be such an asshole. And what is she supposed to be some kind of weird saint? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Impossible saint. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. I hope he's not going to be the president. You know, there's still a piece of me that goes, fuck you, go on then, elect him and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. It's Go up. to hell, all of you. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's really immature. It is. Uh, segment time. Segment time. Should we do book club and watch club? Have we been watching anything, reading oh, anything oh. good this month? Literally all I watch is RuPaul's Drag Race at the moment. Great. Season two all stars. Yeah. <laughs> it's so incredibly good, although I'm probably like behind because we just watch it online via channels that we probably shouldn't watch it via because we don't have access to any mm. other way of watching it. Um, but yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race is amazing and underlying the brilliance of Drag Race is um, just the philosophies of RuPaul himself. If you ever get a chance, um, look up a really great interview he did about um, how much popular culture is stolen from um, gay communities and gay popular culture. And it's very telling mm. and he talks about um, all the different talk shows he's never been invited on and the different ways that people have um, taken stuff that he's said and, mm. and terms that he's coined and um, even like wow. fashion trends and stuff and like claimed them for their own. It gives you like a whole new appreciation for the show, to be honest. Amazing. So yeah, Drag Race all the way, love it. You could put something up about that on our Facebook page. You go on, I will. Facebook on the rag. I just started watching Suits, which stars two handsome middle-class white men. <laughs> Have you, any, either of you seen yes. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen it, oh, yeah. yeah. And I've dabbled. I, I, so I watched, started dabbled. watching it last night and got to episode four before I had to haul my sorry ass off to bed. <laughs> but one of the things, and I, I said to Jeremy, who I was watching it with, why do I like this? It's just about two <laughs> it's really like, it's like entourage. good-looking young yeah. white men. But one of the things that does make me happy about it Am I looking for excuses for myself? Is that lots and lots of the peripheral characters are women and who are not white. Yeah. Right. So 
they, you know, it's like you could cast anybody in lots of those roles yeah. and you picked a Hispanic woman or you picked a African-American woman or any, his boss is just yeah, she's awesome. to die for. She's fab. And, yeah, so... I don't know. You can, you can, you all you men who worry that um, we're going to destroy your entertainment pleasure. Um, they probably haven't even noticed that aspect of suits, and you've totally just ruined it for yeah. them. Yay! Don't tell David like, more. Ladies and suits are hot. <laughs> oh, they're there because of equality. <laughs> can I just say, suits as well available on Lightbox. Thank Yippee! you for making this spin-off happen, Lightbox. <laughs> Coming express, whatever the latest season is. If you want plugs like this, we are looking for a sponsor as well. If anyone's yeah. listening who is Sponsor us to get drunk and talk about anything. Stuff. We could so do a good. bubble sponsor, look, a tea sponsor. Tea. Yeah. But not that slice. weird diet tea that makes you shit yourself. Oh, Please no. not we, slim tea. Yeah, no. Can we all vouch right now we will never do a sponsored slim Ever. tea Ever. thing? <laughs> Unless you want it to be the most rawest, realist. Yeah. yeah. Fucking because what will actually happen is we were going to drink we that shit and then we'll, we'll while we're both doing podcasts the from the bathroom <laughs> as it takes its toll on our organs, <laughs> and we will curse your name if you are still interested. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a call. Hashtag OTR pod. Alex at the spinoff.co.nz. Um, I have been watching. Oh, can we talk about Bridget Jones? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen it, Michelle? No. Have you seen the new one? God, I'm always so way behind oh, on no. everything. Oh, I loved it. Oh, good. I loved it. Oh, I wanted you. I feel like I it's just it. a great oh. return. Obviously, it's ridiculous yep. in almost every single way, and it's in a fairy tale world where, you know, Colin Firth is walking around and still somehow is the most attractive man oh, on the planet. How does he do it? Who is he? Even though he's got, like, a turkey neck and he, like, kind of looks like a goblin, I'm still, like, <laughs> I still just love the Firth. <laughs> I love the Firth, too. You know, it was just great to see old Bridge again. I just she's just a great I character. Her. You actually miss her, eh? Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, this must be Goofy like old cow. What it feels like when a man goes to see like Batman again, or like just <laughs> <laughs> any movie ever. You know, it's like oh, there they are. There's me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. I love uh, that. Whilst she is still fairly goofy and there was a lot of falling over yeah. still. And farting. A lot of farting. Oh, is there on so pleased? Oh, of so course. Heaps of farting. Um, I still got weirdly got the sense that like she's just okay, a bit more okay with it all now in that same way that you do just become a bit more okay with it all as you get older. Like it was all a bit desperate in the first movie. I love the first movie, not so much the second movie, but I love the first movie. And it does capture that sort of like desperation of your 20s quite well when you feel like you're being sort of left behind. Whereas um, in, in this instalment, she's like early 40s. She's still been a little bit left behind somewhat, but she likes her life and she likes mm. her friends and she's happy with herself. And I mean, that's not the point of the movie at all, but it's what kind of helped me identify with her all over again and then enjoy the movie more like the silliness she's still she's still silly yeah. was she our first flawed female lead I, mean, I was just trying to film? think yeah hmm. um, I don't know, I don't know. somebody somebody can, you know she's the first one I remember who are our favourite anti-heroines that aren't and I think that's why it was such a kapow when it happened the first time. It was, oh, look. Yeah. Look at her undies. Yeah. She's so, <laughs> so big. I have some of those. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, you're a fuckwit. <laughs> and sitting weirdly. Um, I also wanted to shout out a show I've been watching on Netflix called Easy. 
Have you heard of this no. show? It's like the new Netflix original kind of series. A lot of people don't like it, which I kind of thought was interesting. I kind of got into it. I think it was Sunday night. I delved into the first episode and I watched like five of them, which is really weird because it's not a bingeable. It's not like a fast kind of suits addictive show. It's like incredibly slow. It's Joe Swanberg. So it's come from the mumblecore genre of just put the camera oh. on and let two actors talk with a vague idea of what's going to be happening next. Um, So it's kind of the next evolution of that. And it's just about relationships. So it's set in Chicago and each episode is a different couple of some kind of pairing, whether it's like a husband and wife or like, you know, young people hooking up at a club or whatever. And I just like loved it. Like it's super real. It's almost like girls-ish kind of like quite naturalistic conversations, but not as irritating at all. Yeah, that sounds Um, good. I just really like to know what people thought of it, if anyone's seen it, because um, I saw some like snarky people rolling their eyes about it on Twitter, but I was just like, this looks like life. Like, it's really raw, especially it's got like, you know, quite authentic, niggly things about relationships. Yeah. And there are these very real, quite funny kind of sex scenes and stuff that you're just like, I've never seen anything like yeah, this on TV awesome. before. What's it called? Easy. Just easy. And it's got Dave Franco on one of the episodes, who is my new uh, Colin Firth. (laughs) (laughs) No. I think he's getting there. Dave Franco is so charming. Wow. And he's way better than James, I reckon. James is washed now. He's done. James is garbage. Over. (laughs) Dead to me. But, yeah, that's easy on Netflix. Um, Talking of television, can we talk about the housewives? Mm. Housewives. The housewives. And the, the racial slur that set the oh country on fire. Oh my gosh. Set the spin off on fire, set the paper on fire, set everyone on fire. A lot of people got <sighs> mad about the fact that things had been set on fire, like it shouldn't have been a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I find that. That someone that, on television had weird. called another person a boat in words. We should also. Yeah, it's a maritime I term. keep going back to that. <laughs> like it's an old boating term. It's a boating term. term. <laughs> Two slavers? Exactly. <laughs> How old? literally the only boating How old are you people talking? I can I think, imagine use that goes, as a boating term. It possibly goes back to the harbour of Waitamata in the 90s when everyone was snorting whatever it is that Donald Trump <laughs> right. is snorting right now. That's its provenance. That's yeah. its history. It goes back that far. They invented it and they forgot. And they forgot you're not allowed to use words like that. fucking appalling. That's what happens when you live in a bubble of money and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not really in the world. But I just thought, I mean, there's obviously a whole bunch of different reactions to the episode. I personally thought there was no way they could have cut it out and it was kind of essential yeah. to show it. Um, because I would like to think that people would see that and maybe people who use that word or people who think it's okay would see Michelle's reaction yeah. and maybe think about it, do some reading, do some research, yeah. change their minds. Yes. Also, that might be a naive point of view. Well, yeah, it, it, much like Julia then... herself. No, that's not how people react. Like they don't. Mm. Their first instinct is not to go, "Oh shoot, I'm ignorant. I need to correct that." And yeah. it's just defend, defend, defend. Blame, 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 blame. Yeah. blame. They had to show it because if they didn't, there would be no explanation for why they all fucking hated each other. <laughs> exactly. For the rest of the boat trip. Yeah. 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 And Sorry. they're also making a television no show. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But the, the conversations that I've had about it have been d- dispiriting. Like um, yesterday, some, somebody did the full, it's a maritime term. No, it fucking isn't. Someone else said that? Yeah. Was it the Maritime Museum? It's up on the wall? <laughs> Like, and here's the history of our favourite phrase. Mm. <laughs> I swear I grew up around boating people. I've never, never heard, heard that term before. No, but 
but she also said this person yesterday who I won't want to have anything to do with for at least a couple of weeks till I calm down was, and she didn't mean it like racially because she would have said it to any of the other ladies. And that's what Julian that's said. That's not the yeah. point. That's not the you point. It's never the point. say the word. It's and not about intention. It's about effect. And mm. preferably I would like her never to think it, but at the very least, first step, never fucking yeah. say it. Exactly. Yeah, and then admit that. Yeah, no, no, no. And don't turn it around and cry and be the victim. And yeah. But the interesting thing is that a lot of people did think Michelle overreacted. The next day on the Edge, in the, yeah. the uh, morning show, I listened you to had Blimmin. Um, yeah, it was incredibly charming. They said the word, I think, twice at yeah. least. Um, some of them, I think, is Randall, Clinton Randall in particular, was outraged at the double standard that other people aren't allowed to use that word. Um, and that it's unfair, somehow being oppressed in that way because he wants to use it. <laughs> what got me about that exchange was the sort of earnest discussion that ensued about how Michelle should have reacted. Exactly. And it's like, okay, fine that you have opinions about what went down, but don't fucking tell a black person how they should react in yeah. the face of being called yeah. the N-word. Like, even if you're in support of her, because that Randall guy was talking about how, like, oh, I think she overreacted. And he wanted to not say, I think she overreacted, but he said it in every other possible way yeah. you can say, I think she overreacted. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Dom chimed in about how she could have better handled this situation. And I was just, like, screaming at yeah. the computer, like, neither of you get a say. Yeah, you exactly. Do not you get just... a say in how a black woman deals with being called the N-word. You just don't get a say. Yeah. It's not up to you. Yeah, exactly. It's insane that you think you get to have an opinion on a public platform about how she dealt with being called that. Yeah. And it wasn't just them, you know, I think it was like Wendell Nissen on RNZ before the episode had even aired was chiming in saying, and I hear she throws a champagne glass, that's assault. They shouldn't be showing yeah, an assault that, on television. The, it's just like... That's assault thing, I saw that come up a bunch of times. What are your time. priorities? Just because she threw the champagne like on Julia, that's assault. It's like, <laughs> you people will actually find any excuse to explain racism away. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing that you will describe... Some liquid on the face as an assault to protect someone from being a racist dickhead. Yeah. That's yeah. an incredible leap of logic. Well done. It's just incredible. Another thing I thought was quite interesting about it, obviously I am a white woman and cannot speak to the black experience in any way, but in when Michelle, when Duncan Grieve at the spinoff interviewed Michelle and she talked about suddenly having to have the responsibility of being the pillar for what do you do when someone yeah. calls you that and that there was all this responsibility and stuff. And there's this kind of extra layer of stuff happening. Yeah. Now Michelle has to be held up as this image of what you do and how you deal with it. Or, yeah. And of course you know, everyone wants her to be gracious. She somehow has to be gracious. She also has to be like a teacher. Yeah. She yeah. has to like, you know, help everyone like move through it and learn their lesson. Yeah. It's like the onus once again is on like the oppressed and not the oppressor yeah. to like mm. smooth everything over. Yeah. Cause then you get people saying, Oh, she overreacted. But then you also get people saying, Oh, well they could have gone into the history of the word a bit more. You know, she could have spent some time. And I was like, fucking open a laptop. <laughs> yeah. Just do some work. Why like, is that her job? <laughs> yeah. And there's also, you know, 
the other outrage around the show, and people are saying, oh, they shouldn't have aired it. It's so, you know, bad to show that. It's so bad to Michelle, blah, blah, blah. The producers were irresponsible. Michelle was fine with it. Yeah. That's the other thing is people forget the actual woman at the center of the show, yeah. Yeah. the center of the scandal was okay with it. And they say, oh, they spent so much time with Julia and all of that. And personally, I think Julia just dug herself the deepest grave you could ever dig. Yeah. And she has continued to do that since the episode yeah. aired. And maybe Michelle didn't want to be filmed in the aftermath yeah. of hearing something so horrible, yeah. you know. That's true. I hadn't actually thought about that. Yeah. I just, there's just so much to unpack. As an aside, why the frick has Julia published children's yes. books? Yeah. <laughs> Into Dale Maori when she can't pronounce the word Maori. Yeah. True. I've written children's books for Maori kids. It's like, that's mental. Like, yeah, who, I don't understand. Who let you? When she says published, I think she means she thought about it. Well, she did. She, did she read it? You can find them, yeah. What? She's yeah. very imaginative as well. The green tanifa is called kakariki, the Maori word for green. Wow, that's amazing. And then they go and find a kai. And it's about going to find something to eat. And it's like, okay, I mean, this is appropriate, like, sort of, like, two-year-old level Māori, which is, I guess, appropriate that maybe that's also where your understanding is at. But presumably she had, like, some kind of te reo advisor or consultant or something that helped her put these books together. Mm. They should have just said no. Yeah. honey, this isn't (laughs) for you. This is not for you. This is not what you do. You can go and do some language (laughs) lessons before you attempt to teach some children. Yeah. This this is weird. I think the show has taught everyone that if you have a lot of money, it's quite easy to just publish a book. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, you just just print it out. You just send it off. Put your credit card in. What kind of bookshelf (laughs) all of those women have with their accumulated titles that they've authored? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Also, if you would like to hear more, about that episode or just Real Housewives in, in general, uh, hashtag RealPod, the real podcast of Housewives on the spinoff. We have a maybe pushing 80-minute episode about <laughs> about the racial <laughs> slur, um, if you just want to hear more about that. Yeah. Uh, we've covered everything, I think. Is this amazing? Oh, Lena Dunham and Amy Schumer, before we go. Oh, the heartbreak. That was another big disappointment of this month. I mean, but also, sad. Yeah, that was an odd one, eh? So this is their conversation they did. Was it on Lenny? Yeah, Lenny it was on Lenny. Came, yeah. Which is through in the which Lenny I really, really, really like. Of a, of a conversation that they had together. On yeah. Skype. On Skype. You know, that what you we were just saying before about living in a bubble is possibly what I think this is about. So Lena and, and Amy had a, had a chat on Skype, catch up between girlfriends, two women who adore each other, live in the same kind of world, um, lots of banter, chit chat, and it was published almost verbatim, which I think is a terrible shame. And it, and it was, I read it before the before Twitter exploded, and just mm. went, "Oh fuck, ladies!" Because in it, um, Lena and Amy talk about being at the Met Ball and how they felt about that experience, and. Uh, Lena talks about sitting next to Odell Beckham Jr., the um, Giants football star and giant star, and um, and that he didn't find her attractive. And and they talk about Amy's uh, one of the people that's worked on Amy's show, um, that hideous guy. What's his name? Kurt sure. Metzger, the, Kurt Metzger. the um, comedy writer who's been online trolling women who talk about their sexual assaults. Anyway, so it was sort of lighthearted banter that read like they had no respect for 
um, for black men in particular, feeding into the mm. stereotype that all black men want to do is fuck you, and if they don't, there's something wrong with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. And it broke my heart. Yeah. It was, yeah, like you say, it was, I think, just a case of being in their bubble and maybe not realising how it was going to read to everybody else outside of that bubble. Because also their particular humour works better in person. And so in yeah. print, it was totally lost in translation. Yeah. 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 And when you, if you're a comedian and you mine your personal life for comedy, I think you can forget sometimes that it needs your voice and your presence to tell the whole story so yeah the online hatred was just terrifying it was Mm. I mean I did I did feel like Lena Dunham's apology was really sincere in the same way that say Julia Sloan's was not and then she did address sort of um some of the biases behind her statements and the fact that she didn't know this guy as a person and that was wrong of her to make assumptions on his character like that but um, I and she put it up on Instagram, and um, the the comments, no one cared about that apology at all, and I was actually yeah. really impressed. I was like, that's yeah. Yeah. as far as apologies goes, that is very thorough. Yeah, yeah. But um, they, people made up their mind. They it's just a big way of hating. Yeah, for both of them. There's such a massive undercurrent of hatred for women who succeed and and who get to the to the top of some kind of field. And comedy used to belong to the boys. Um, yeah, so I, I just, I mean, I just, I felt really sad because I felt like they had had a cafe conversation, a living room conversation and chucked it out into the world and had opened themselves up to some massive mm. criticism. Yeah. Could have been something so easily fixed yeah. as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I do think you're right. Like, obviously what they published was very much, you know, open to critique and should have been pulled up and was, and that's fine. But I definitely think it unlocks this flood, like you say. And I do think women, whether they're a woman in comedy or any woman who I think announce themselves as having a particularly feminist, um, you know, drive, are immediately put under a microscope more yeah. so you've got donald oh, trump so. over somewhere way else talking so. about you know mexicans and <laughs> saying the worst things you possibly think of and that you know obviously they did slip up there and that was completely warranted but just the the level of tension and spew and hate for them it's just like that's not going to a lot of places where it also should be going yeah <laughs> you know? that's true i reckon you need if you're as successful and well-known as either of those women, you need a, a friend a f- who will be your filter, like some some friend who's completely outside of your daily, yay, long having great time life, who will read that and go, nah, Lena, that's <laughs> fucked, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, no, <laughs> Dude, I can no. see that was a fun chat, but not everybody but, should be there for yeah. it, eh? Yeah. <laughs> everybody needs that girl, yeah. We can she be those people. Friend and, a, and a time machine to go back, go back and maybe yeah. stop a few more of those revelations. We should be the revelations. one offer ourselves as the <gasps> yeah, filter yeah. for Lena Dunham Lena and Dunham. Amy Schumer so that they just don't yeah. say stupid they shit. They can send us their I mean, we, transcripts. Any, and, any women sort of operating in the media that need a filter. Yeah, sure. It yeah. comes from us. Not yeah. to say that we won't fuck up at some point, but yeah. in the quietness of our own little... Worlds, we could probably just check your shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
We'll do it. I'll offer that service. Yeah. Lena, for free tickets in the front row of Vector for Amy's Lena, oh, show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll be, yeah Maybe a little meat exchange. Yeah, we do that. Possibly a glass of Chardonnay. Uh, and, um, bottle? Frontier sure. Touring. Yeah. I don't even know if they're... Hey, anyway. can we end on, on a lighter note? Yeah. We yes. didn't do our mansplain moment, and I have, have one. you got one? I've got one that really <gasps> tickled me this month. Great. That I saw on Twitter. Let's hear it. Reading tweets is a weird thing to do, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to read some tweets. Cool. Um, so a lady named um, Katie Mack, whose handle is at AstroKatie, tweeted, Honestly, climate change scares the heck out of me, and it makes me so sad to see what we're losing because of it. And a man replied with, Maybe you should learn some actual science then and stop listening to the criminals pushing the global warning scam. And she replied... I don't know, man. I already went and got a PhD in astrophysics. Seems like more than that would be overkill at this point. <laughs> yes. I thought that was that really is how you do funny. It. <laughs> Does that man have an egg photo or is he? Oh, no. No. No, he didn't. There's actually a couple of other science related ones. Should oh, yeah? I read them? Yeah, please. Um, oh, no. There was one other science related one which is from um, a NASA astronaut, actually, called Jessica Meir, who um, tweeted about going into space. My first venture under 63,000 feet, the space equivalent zone where water spontaneously boils. Luckily, I'm suited. And a guy whose Twitter bio said that he had once been to space camp responded, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's spontaneous. The pressure in the room got below the vapor pressure of the water at room temperature. Simple thermo. And then he got destroyed for mansplaining to an astronaut. It was amazing. If you want to look that up, so she's at, uh, oh, Jessica Mia. Actually, I didn't write down her Twitter handle. But yeah, that we'll was really funny. We'll put it on there. We'll put it on our Facebook. That That's sounds beautiful. incredible. And then another one, that I, the last one that I actually really enjoyed was um, a woman who tweeted, let me make one thing perfectly clear. Mansplaining is a funny but actually quite problematic and real issue. It silences women. And a man replied, I mean, a man mansplained. No, mansplaining is a sexist term designed to silence men by agenda shaming. Mansplainception. He mansplained mansplaining. Wow, that just, that's, wow. A, that's a snake eating its own tail. Yeah. We just went into a wormhole. So that was really good. I got a lot of enjoyment from all that's of those. That's really amazing. That is beautiful. Thank you so much for bringing those. My pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, Twitter. Do we have Yas Queens? Mine is Scarlet. So okay. one who took her allegations to the fourth and fifth estates yeah, yes. and didn't ultimately get um, the justice that she deserved but got some kind of discussion going that I think moved us all forward. Yeah. Yay, Scarlett. Shout out to Scarlett. Shout outs. Uh, my Yas Queen for this month um, is uh, our friend and yours, Rose Matafeo, star of the TV3 hit comedy series Funny Girls, who went into bat on Twitter for um, Paris Goebel, who That's wore right. a beautiful cobalt blue Mu'umu Samoan print dress to the VMAs, and some um, gross internet trolls decided to have a go at her about her ugly dress. And Rose stood up for her and um, stood up for her the fact that she was taking her culture to the, um, to the global stage. Um, and maybe called some people out as being a little bit racist in their attitudes towards Paris and her dress and the, and then experienced a bit of a Twitter pylon by some not very nice people. Mm. She handled it all with 
a lot of grace yeah, and dignity, does. I thought. So that's my ass queen. Yeah. Shout out to Rose. Shout out, girl. Golf clap, Golf clap and a click. Um, my Yas Queen, who's probably been my Yas Queen before, Clementine Ford has got a book coming out. Yes, like fight really like a girl. soon. <laughs> fight like a girl. I am just so excited. Whenever there's a book like that, I just am literally like sweating and drooling and just waiting for it to come out. <laughs> I want like Creep. a I want like a Bible. You know, I'm yeah, still waiting yeah. for it, and yeah. I feel like this might be it. But I'm, I don't want to put too much pressure on. But I feel like this no, could be no it. pressure, Clementine. No pressure, Clem. Um, hope they can bring her over to New Zealand. Last yeah. time I saw she was doing a call out for kind of book tour oh, visits awesome. and stuff. Maybe we could get her on the podcast. Again, <gasps> can we, we are available for any services that she might require Anything? should she come to our shores. Yeah. Anything. Will, Foot rubs. I can cut a slice into many different triangles uh, if you would like. <laughs> All right. And I think that's us for September. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Remember, if there's any... Oh, and girls. <laughs> if there's any feedback, get involved with our hashtag, hashtag OTR pod. Like us on Facebook. And we will see you next month. Hi, Bye. Dana. Bye. Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.